0: Yeah, so basically it's a story about how this old man is telling all these kids, you know, the story and they're all in gas masks. So all they can envision are people in gas masks. So that whole series is built about, uh, you know, the historical past and how the children of the post-apocalyptic future can envision that whole thing. Like you would have seen one picture of Ravana with like many heads and all that metal heads. Oh, yes.
1: Ravana's very cyborg.
0: (laughs) Cyborg Ravana. Yeah. yeah, Little samurai cyborg. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Sean talking
2: about uh, uh, his, uh, uh, you know, uh, interest in the uh, mythological uh, stuff, Oh, yeah, man. Uh, and he oh, was wow. showing us some of his work uh, when, we, when we met. Remember, Sean?
0: We uh, getting hammered. We, yeah, yeah <laughs> in my room. Remember, after everything got over, we all came to my Each room. room was a party room, okay. so uh, <laughs> Once both of us got crying on talking about art, I think... Uh, My night was lit
3: after that. What did Archimedes and Sir Newton have in common? They both are pretty historically famous and they were known for the disruptive discoveries in physics. While Archimedes figured buoyancy and Newton figured gravity, they had a spark, a light bulb moment. I'm not sure how much it took for them to arrive at that thought, but I'm sure they worked very hard to get there. In the last episode, we went through disruptive. I had so many questions in pursuit of what it meant to me. I thought it out loud and I've spoken of how the process is simple. There is no sophisticated cognitive process and the answers we look for are right under one's own nose. In this episode, we will be discussing what makes one disruptive. The very light bulb moment that we seek to create something extraordinary, but that one moment of spark defines it all. What kind of a creative process comes into play to have one's own light bulb moment? Now, as artists, we give our all and quite often find ourselves in a creative block. Our flow of thoughts then stagnate. We also fall out of love with the process of ideation and the more we drown and sink deeper, there comes a moment where we don't understand what more can one do to get the sense of edge in order to just create. We get frustrated and then somewhere in the middle of doing something very different, we suddenly have the spark. We have a light bulb moment. A creative spark that adds a huge amount of a fresh perspective to a painting, a tattoo brief, being sketched or anything creative one has their hands on. I coached and trained alongside Sean Dasa about 7 years ago during my mixed martial arts days. Sean is a multidisciplinary artist who digs his hands into dirt, crafting surreal terrariums with self-sustaining ecosystems under his personal brand Savage Terrariums, dismantles a motorbike to create installation art or simply runs the show, working closely with brands, crafting visual identities with relatable human traits at Womama Design. He also dons the role of a digital Dali in creating some of the most radical pieces of artwork and lives with a belief in the non-stop training of the mind and hands with a wide gamut of mediums. In conversation is also Deep Kundu, a tattoo artist based out of Bangalore, owns and runs the brand Deep Craft, started off his life as a tattoo apprentice for his knack for sketching while pursuing microbiology. He later upskilled to CGI. He then continued translating intentions into visual representations and even performing arts for movement therapy. And what excited him the most about the tattoo was the fact that it was done on a medium that is alive and self-conscious, and the artwork permanent, with having inked eminent personalities like Jageshan Parimaya, Chiranjeevi Sarja, Barbara Mori, Hemang Badani, KL Rahul, Varun Arun, Hardik Pandya, and Virat Kohli. Deep also featured in a TED Talk sharing his journey. The upcoming segment has us talking about what it takes to become a light bulb.
2: Uh, well, when it comes to conceptualizing, uh, there are a, uh, there's not too much to think about. Uh, I would say. Uh, right. The problem starts when we when we put too much thought into what we should do. Uh, mm. uh, I call this process, uh, ink before you think. You know, uh, uh, contrary to the popular belief where they say think before you ink. Yes. Uh, when it comes to art, I, I personally feel that it, it is the other way around, you know. Uh, uh, when we ink before we think, we are not uh, uh, we are, uh, you know, we're getting into a flow state, so to speak. Yes. Uh, when when we get into a flow state is when things uh, start happening naturally. Right. Uh, up until then, I feel it's always um, it's always a endeavor because once we start thinking, mm. we just continue thinking. You know.
0: Yeah. Pouring like
2: fuel into the work thing. doesn't get done.
0: Sure. Yeah, true shot. Sure. It has to be that, you know, flow state thing. It can't, uh, if you otherwise you just keep procrastinating, procrastinating, and you never end up doing shit. You need to get in prototype. So and figure it, out. Yeah, it depends on what you're doing, in fact. For you, it's the medium mm. skin, skin, right? So, yeah, I wouldn't know how to go there. But uh, for me, it's been like graphic design and stuff. So, there is that, you know, pre-conceptualizing uh, stage, and then you get into actually doing things because you right. have a actually a client who has to see a big long process before you execute it but where it's art it's a more of one I mean where it's tattooing I guess it's more of a one-on-one where you're sitting with the person figuring out stuff and you know we need to emotionally that's the best part in a way
2: because uh, in tattooing also I would say it's uh, you know it's a relationship that we build with the client right in the start
0: uh, exactly they,
2: once once they surrender to the process uh, it's easier to get into the flow state but uh, the interesting part is where we create that bond we create right. that right. Uh, uh, reassurance that they can have in us for the rest of the journey you know that, that we share and when it comes to getting into flow state with tattooing, uh okay. there's a lot of uh, uh, there's a bond that we need to create first and uh, if that bond is created uh, uh, you know it, uh, it's easier to get into that uh, flow state as well as in other mediums of art, uh, I think uh, it's uh, a self-exploring journey, yeah,
0: so to speak. Yeah.
1: Most of the work that I actually uh, observed were, um... actually most of your work are very surreal. That's what, I, that's what I strongly feel and that's also the yeah, reason yeah, why sorry. I decided to put you both together
0: yeah it makes sense why there was the a connect the deep initiative. exactly yes,
2: like yeah when, when <laughs> yes. you were
0: showing us this stuff i was like wow this is this is so
2: different
1: it's very unique when i was uh ideating i the first word that came like like we spoke about you know deep you said the there's a word for you right now and the word for me at that point was disruptive and Correct. so the more i got into it i was like okay there is that one Defining moment, and that is the light bulb moment. Mm-hmm. So, the first question I should ask either of you is both of you are multidisciplinary artists, and both of you worked on uh, multiple mediums. But, what was your very first interaction with art?
0: Mm. Deep, you want to go?
2: Yes, I'll go. I mean, my first interaction <laughs> with art, uh, well, uh, ever since I was a kid, uh, uh, in our Bengali culture over here, also something that I've noticed in Calcutta, uh, mm. uh, you know, uh, families are generally very art inclined and they can do all kinds of uh, uh, singing uh, classes and drawing classes, painting classes, dancing classes, classes. Uh, parents are, okay, my kid needs to know it all, you know, Uh, Calcutta that way is very culturally inclined and uh, so Mm. is, uh, you know, uh, Tamil Nadu, uh, I would say, uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, So, I realized that uh, at that point in time, I was being asked to do this, so I would do it, you know, Mm. Uh, and slowly, I noticed that there was this gradual inclination towards uh, uh, art because I didn't—I uh, could see it as a better substitute to just sitting in front of books and studying. Uh, mm. I was—I could—I was a little—I don't—I don't know if I should call myself dyslexic, <laughs> <laughs> but I had—I had a lot of problems reading, you know. So it was automatically the pictures that I would get uh, attracted to. Mm. Uh, so uh, any book which would have pictorial representations would, would catch my attention more than uh, things that I could read up Are you calling uh, me also dys- dyslexic then? <laughs> because I, I, think I think dyslexic. we're all dyslexic I think we're all touching <laughs> in the head bro <laughs> <laughs> I think mentally in a lot of ways uh, uh, we could be challenged and I was reading up about uh, um, Have you heard of this term called uh, a rainbow child? That's, I think that's another aspect uh, to consider, you know, uh, uh, artists, uh, mm. everybody is an artist but then uh, for those of us who uh, push our boundaries and, you know, uh, uh, get dip- disruptive, I might say, to yeah. uh, uh, push our limits and uh, take, that, uh, take that as our career eventually uh, is because uh, we, we have issues. Okay. <laughs> wherein this child, he was dyslexic, okay, uh, and my situation is not as bad as his, but uh, I did feel that I could have a very strong connect with that kid. Wherein he he would never like uh, reading things; he would he was more into the visual aspect of it.
4: Yeah.
2: Hmm. Uh, so I, I think uh, all of us, uh, you know standard, the word standard is always uh, so relative, there, there, there is always a reference point we all need when it comes to achieving a task. So that's right. why there is a standard uh, or a marker or a reference point. But th- in reality, there is no reference point. Like uh, for instance, I keep giving this example everywhere. Uh, let's say we've looked, we, all the three of us are looking at a color blue. Hmm. Uh, each of us would see a different shade of blue yes I don't think we are seeing the same blue you know Mm. there there is a reference point saying that this is navy blue or this is sky blue so we all you know correlate and associate saying that I think this person is seeing the same blue I am you know but uh, uh, my point being here is uh, when it comes to uh, um, our visual field especially uh, Mm we all are, we all are warped in our own ways uh, and our Mm. comprehension of what is coming in through that visual field uh, is our perception of what the reality is, you know. And uh, for people who are, uh, I think everybody in some way uh, is mentally challenged.
0: (laughs) I think I'll, I'll...
2: Vouch for everybody uh, when it comes to this, whether they agree to it or not. Yeah. Nobody is normal. Uh, normality is, I think, the overrated. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. which is why when it comes to special children, I think they're called special children because uh, they're gifted. They see the world differently. It's just that yep. uh, they don't fit into the norms of normality. Which is why, in some ways, they you know people. People of kids of their age look at them behaving differently and say, Okay, this, this kid is acting abnormal. Hmm.
0: But then, you know, we all are abnormal on, on some level yeah. or the other. And to a big extent, so I think I, it's up to the perspective of their parents also to guide them at that point, you know, and let them yeah. do what they need to do, what things they do better. Absolutely. Absolutely. So well said, Sean, because
2: uh, back in the day, uh, I think uh, parents. Again, would go by the norm and say, "Oh shit, something must be wrong with my kid. Mm. is
4: wrong,
2: you know. (laughs) Nothing." It's how society just you to see it. That's so true. So true. We we all succumb to society, you know. Again, a normality society, you know. Mm. That we we are all trying to measure up to, but then there is no point to prove to anybody. And and I think. Uh, I've come across a lot of uh, 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 rainbow rainbow children who are so 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 smart you know it's just that they see the world a little differently and Mm -hmm. when they want to document that let's say in in terms of uh, uh, writing it down or sketching it down uh, it just turns out different and and I think that's how uh, art gets more abstract as, yep. as these people uh, contribute to the world and mm. uh, I I'd like to think that uh, uh, because I was not able to achieve certain things the way I was asked to achieve it uh, I think uh, my art endeavor started uh, right at that grassroots level where uh, I was I was looking to do things a little differently simple mm. So uh, it all started off with sketching itself. I think my main medium of uh, expression was uh, was paper. But hmm. uh, uh, having said that, I think my uh, parents, my mom is is uh, an artist, and uh, you know she's she's been a huge, huge inspiration in my life, uh, and and a guiding force ever since I was a kid. Uh, but I used to be uh, you know uh, I used to like sketch, uh, sketching or writing with both left and right oh, but wow. again normality as we have it <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> no you should r- <laughs> write with your right hand and wash your hands with your left hand
1: <laughs> I vaguely know uh, of so, it but not in not in depth basically
2: Tareh's so, yeah. main phase was, was this one movie where I uh, I came across this
0: yeah, I remember, remember this. Yeah. So I think. So my sister had this problem, to, Deep. Uh, I think parents it. just let her be. You know, and she, I think she turned out really good because they let her be.
2: You said it, Sean. You know, parents back in the day had to deal with a lot of uh, social issues. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, pa- parenting is so difficult. Yeah. You, you have it two is. kids, I'm sure you. Yep. Yeah, I yep. don't yet, but you know, I, I'm sure, Sean, you, you relate to what they're not. They're knocking on the door right
0: now, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Uh, <laughs> behind two doors through this interview, <laughs> especially the younger one. She is so oh, she's a tug, you know. Only is exploring, only is exploring. Yeah, I mean, you saw enough on a holiday. I was on a holiday, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they were having
2: the time of their life they don't bother about who to watch were like rampant so cute
1: it's so cute. I think that's parenting so think parenting that's... done right actually speaking I mean because we had to live in a uh, you know live in a phase where we had uh, literally my mom like what are you doing people are watching what are you what is this what are you wearing and you know there was a lot yeah. of that yeah. uh, thing but then I, I What I see is a lot of uh, free thinking space that you're giving to your kids right now. I mean, when I see videos of uh, your daughter picking on moss, yeah. just like you, and it's, yeah. it, it just adds, I mean, it just brings so much joy when I'm just yeah, watching no, it. So the <laughs> last time I up picked on something, me. I got beaten up by my mom, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's yeah. The first
2: thing, that's the first thing, yeah. Parents
0: would do back in the day. You no, know? so convenient it was. <laughs> I'm glad I got beaten up. <laughs> I, I've never given my kids a, a whack, you know, and I always never know what it feels like.
2: <laughs> you should
0: just keep that industry. She wooden spoon just... and a slipper.
1: <laughs> yeah, I should just leave that to mystery. Just, just so they
2: know, yeah. you know. But you so know what? what now again, boy, I mean, our generation, and I think, yeah, it's so different <laughs> for us. I heard the most. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 but but before different. that and after that was absolutely fine. But then we <laughs> the millennials we just like yeah, went through the grind.
0: Before that, they yeah. had wars, man. So it's a different treatment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what it was like. Extreme on either side. Yeah. <laughs> Gr- growing up, and you know, like the influences, I can see in my kids today. Like, like Akira, especially my older one, my six-year-old. So mm. She like sits and you know in a book, draws and writes stories, and she writes full stories. And she comes back and shows me the book, and it's almost like part of it has got a script in it. Okay. And it's like oh, wow. a full story that she's written from out of her head. And I keep thinking that, you know, that, that was one of my early art influences as well because I, I used to have a book and I used to write these stories and I used to draw pencil sketches next to them. Even the art wasn't that cool like that long back. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah no but to an uh, adult they were like totally wowed about it and I think that encouragement that comes from the adults who are around you, they're not looking into phones but rather they're looking at what you've done but like, wow, somebody's created something. True. And, you know, that's that's the challenge I feel in today's world where we need to give like kids a little bit more attention that way because we can be really caught mm. up in our computers and phones and they shouldn't be thinking that, you know, man, this guy doesn't have time for me. So that's mm. one of the practices I've been trying to keep and just encourage and encourage and encourage is what I think makes people, you know, excel at stuff, like especially art, like, you know, Deep was saying we're kind of dyslexic because we like pictures more and stuff like that, right? And I can, I yeah. can see for a fact that maybe not my kid, my kid likes reading but I see a lot of other kids like love pictures and they are so not focused when it comes to text and yeah. we a we, mm. lot of us grow up like that and there is no reason why we should be pushed into like science or something when we can you know just start a career in arts at very early age by, by, by enjoying what we do hmm. so I mean, that's how I think I sprung up from, you know, drawing stuff in books to my mom, like, pushing me, like, saying, hey, you know, you're good at drawing, build at what you're doing, so why don't you, like, enroll in a drawing competition in school. So, that mm. little bit of an, an, encouragement got me, like, and then I had my granddad who was all into, like, uh, you know, charcoal and pastel drawings and stuff like that. He mm. do a lot of cool stuff and I think I was inspired by the fact that he used to have these, you remember back in the day, you had these giant pencils? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, I know I what they're don't see them about. much anymore, but you know, he had all those. Yeah. I, used to, I used to think he was a giant because of daddy. <laughs> he's still <laughs> uh, And I think all the little tidbits got me excited. And yeah, man, and after that, I think towards school, it became like, like, what is Photoshop? What is Photoshop 3? <laughs> that's right. right. <laughs> yeah. wow. So encouragement is the biggest yeah, thing. Yeah, that's
1: think. true because I remember growing up and I draw something I don't even remember off now, but uh, recently I found like a file full of uh, just my old paintings and I remember my dad, he used to keep being, uh, I mean, he used to keep, uh, so every time dad was done with work, five, four, four four-ish, five, he's home. And uh, he just go, you know. There was like, actually speaking, he was a little too exaggerated at that point. I said like, "It's just a stick figure, Papa." I'm like, "Wow, this is, is beautiful."
2: It, yeah. <laughs> when, when I started tattooing? The, the, the same question was, "Okay, you tattoo, fine, but what's your real job?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it was. It's so. I like, like a bitch. <laughs> yeah. And, <real> job. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Similarly, even when, when uh, like Navya said, you know, uh, you're, you're either a doctor or an engineer. Uh, if mm. you're taking up art as a uh, career uh, instead of science or commerce, it, mm. it's always
0: looked at, oh, this guy didn't score much in his exams. So, he's taking up art. Oh, yes. <laughs> I studied science, man, in 11th and 12th. Okay? I was planning to join the Merchant Navy. I had no idea I would be doing art as a as a future, you know, uh, you know, like, I was preparing to, because my dad was a sailor, he sailed for quite a long time, but I was very inspired by the life, because I had gone and sailed with him for, like, almost six years of my life in school, huh? so every um, time it was time to write my final exam, I, I would be, like, I would give it a letter, and I would, anyway, scored really, like, really well in the half yearly exam, within the first five ranks or ten ranks, and I'm <laughs> eligible to pass, okay. so <laughs> I never wrote my exams <laughs> for six years, for six years of school, okay, final exams. That's fantastic, got to wow. sit my pop, see a lot of the world, you know, like all this stuff and all those child, childhood memories are stuck in my head. But anyways, long story short, I never ended up doing, uh, joining the Merchant Navy. I, I joined the, joined Visual Communication during like that summer that I was supposed right. to write my exam and right. I really liked it over there, you know, they made me draw and like they taught me about cameras and all that shit got really exciting and also you know, people, the influences oh, wow. that you had around you were like fun, brilliant, right. I think kind of pushes you to doing things that you, you thought you could never do and he has a chance to do art right that was never yeah was yeah. generally catch up and you know we procrastinate a lot also and we come up with you know like projects like mixing cement and doing cement uh, uh, what do you call it uh, concrete uh, molds and all that stuff and basically cast for we uh, like he taught he's taught me how to build a dream catcher so exchange of ideas exchange of you know uh, skill and hmm. I think all that constant thing is very important for what we do in any creative field. Not to just do what you do, but to look outside. So, I think Deep also will agree with me where, I mean, he might do tattooing. Really? But, you know, on holiday, I caught him sitting sitting with a sketchbook and sketching. You have to have another outlet to tell your stories, essentially.
1: Yes. So, uh, if if we could actually arrive at a word, it would be finding hobbies. Is that exactly. correct?
0: Yeah, it's 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 diversion from what you do to bring more back into what you do. You know, it's mm. it's like uh, me sitting on oh, welfare computer and coming up with a, a, a logo design or a brand identity for a company and then there's this limit to what I can think and then I just take a break I go go to my workstation I'll probably whip up a whole terrarium in the time of half an hour one hour it'll be a really fast terrarium okay and I get back to work and then maybe come back to that so this little diversion of this, these creative breaks that I take are mm-hmm. still well keeping me not distracted but my mind in a zone so my mind is in a happy place uh-huh. You know, I'm sniffing some rainforest, going back and I'm working. So it's like taking a holiday and coming back to work. And that's kind oh, of wow. important, I think, in, in any creative field to have little very true, very true. that are still creative.
1: So how did you guys, uh, so you guys work on a lot of, uh, you know, um, multiple mediums, in fact. Correct. And uh, so there's, uh, when it comes to you, there's like, um, there's, I, I saw you recently make a dream catcher. Then there's yeah, the terrariums yeah, yeah. and okay. I see you making a lot of motion graphic, you know, um, right. these tiny clips. So, so
0: I like to mix it up. <laughs> yeah, so what it, was the start uh, of it all? For the start of start of doing these different things? Uh, different things. Um, I, I think, okay, I'd like to draw, I don't know about the start of it all back in the beginning, but I did do projects where basically... I would collect seashells from the beach you know that's all kid stuff I think it's installation stuff rather mm. over there the interest to put things together and make stuff and give it to your family and make them <sighs> happy so I think that that was the beginning of it I don't have too many incidents but I think right. later down the line uh, my interest in things like say for example I love my motorcycles right I, ride, I love riding bikes so that whole interest mm. of riding bikes became a project where I was doing graphic design for a bar say uh, it was happening in Bangalore a place called The Chug and mm. uh, we had branded it the chug and you know it was all about vintage motorcycling and that a whole Royal Enfield became part of an installation because of my interest in a Royal Enfield and became the concept oh yes bullet in the wall yeah bullet in the wall I think you've seen that right so I got to uh, you know basically uh, with my art director Ashwin we went all over Pudapet and we shopped and we found different bike parts and basically got together a whole bike chopped the bike in half then I took it to Bangalore and assembled it so that I think that love for what you do and when you mix it in you know your commercial projects that, that brings you like a lot of joy so I think for me building you know doing things like that would, is is a very exciting part of you know just doing graphic design is mm. is just one one side of things but the additional excitement comes from okay I've done my graphic design project how can I put like the cherry on top of the cake you know and it's like doing an installation for the project right? so that becomes a whole 360 of what I do and I think that's how I supplement this whole you know in front of the screen and then get to use my hands otherwise so Hmm. I think that's my part of the story and that's how I keep pushing the installation part with every client and you know generally have my whole life uh, circled around uh, art so I escape from from my house on a Saturday maybe go to another friend's place I think you know Joyce
2: I totally agree I totally agree on that Uh, and uh, like you said uh, Sean uh, moving in and out of the zone of uh, thinking versus acting upon it yep. uh, has to be in the right balance. Otherwise we either uh, get lost in thinking like I was saying earlier or we get lost in just the act of doing something because we have to do it. And this is where I feel uh, you know hobbies play such an important role because our hobbies are a direct indicator of what we like doing, you know, what comes naturally to us.
4: Hmm.
2: Exactly. Okay. And uh, ever since uh, I was a kid, uh, my parents, they would, uh, you know, both me, uh, I wouldn't say that much about my elder brother. He's been the one who's gone through the grind, you know, first kid of the house uh, in the family. So, you know, the parents are learning. Uh, so, you know, they would always keep them very protected and uh, in different ways. Damn, I'm but a second then, kid too. You know... <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, I think the first kids are all experiments and then the second kids are like,
2: be what you want he to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think my brother took the hit for the for, for me, you know, it's, it's because of him that I am what I am today. Uh, yeah. His influence over me, uh, you know, uh, Apart from my parents, the way uh, how how he has molded me is, is, is commendable in so many ways, which I understand mm-hmm. now. You know, and uh, what I was trying to say was I I, I have seen um, I have seen him struggle uh, uh, doing uh, things that he didn't like doing. Okay, uh, whereas on the other hand, uh, you know, uh, my parents would uh, encourage me doing uh, things that all the three of them, you know, uh, mm. Sam, my elder brother, and, and my parents, they all encouraged me doing things that I wanted to do. And the things that I was good at, was obviously the things uh, that I liked doing. You know, the interest yeah.
4: uh, right.
2: and, and the word for that is desire. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. uh, I think uh, we, we should always listen to what our desire, uh, uh, you know, calls us to do primarily and yeah. from that instinct comes comes the true pure creativity, now creativity yeah. by definition is you know problem solving, if there is a problem uh, yeah. I, I find a solution to it and hence I'm being creative so yeah. creativity is not just uh, connected to the art industry, creativity is in every field yeah. even if you're a, a mathematician you are actually being creative at uh, uh, at at solving a problem by uh, you know using different algorithms or measurements and stuff like that to to break down the problem into a solution. So hmm. uh, hobbies that way, uh, I think, are our superpowers. Right. So they are the yeah. direct indicators of how we how we should uh, mold ourselves. know hmm. yeah. No matter what we do in our life. Uh, our, what we learn from our hobbies is what kind of, at least for me, has been the driving force of how I uh, solve a given problem. So, mm. with, with that came the whole diversity of, uh, you know, I am good at doing something, but then I, I dip my hands in other, other mediums and this is the best part about uh, uh, art you know uh, the principles of art are are uh, cohesive across different mediums they resonate uh, equally across different mediums which is why they're called principles
4: mm-hmm. so yep.
2: let's say uh, if if you are uh, uh, if you are uh, you know good at sketching uh, something uh, the composition that you come up with uh, uh, Holds good for sketching Holds good for uh, dancing Holds good <laughs> for music creation You know, everything needs the composition uh, 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 Or you could say design thinking in, in uh, uh, When it comes to design so, yeah. And then there is uh, there is also uh, You know, the whole uh, uh, What can I say uh, The word would be uh, uh, Let's say when we When we uh, Catching something, the intricacy with which we do it—you um, yep. mm. know—the eye for detail uh, again is something mm. that has to be there, uh, resonating across every medium of art. So let's say if I'm getting really good with tattooing, you know, uh, I suddenly uh, and, and photography is a part of uh, tattooing, wherein I have to take a good picture of the uh, final product. Uh, mm. My whole understanding, the principles involved in understanding tattooing, spill into photography.
0: for yep. yeah. Because yep.
2: that's exactly how I would uh, approach photography, uh, knowing mm. this is how I have approached tattooing. So uh, at the end of it, I realized again, uh, I would I would say this: everything is connected, and uh, using that as uh, a key to uh, quickly uh, adapt into different medium uh, Mm. helps. okay so this is what I'm good at so this is this will work out more productive that is that is something that I know comes naturally to me so if I jump dive into that particular medium I I know how to go about it and and slowly and steadily with practice with mindful practice Mm. uh, any medium can be uh, conquered because once we uh, you know spend that much time in one medium uh, it becomes easier to uh, you know kind of comprehend how to go about the other mediums. and like yes. John said earlier it's always important to uh, you know explore different mediums so mm. we bring it back into our mainstream uh, uh, interest yeah. Yeah. Mm. that definitely
0: contributes and increases our uh, uh, efficacy so to speak right yeah. last point right it's, it's, it's complete for me it's complete healing man you know like uh, yeah having to uh, escape that's the word it's healing dude because we all get so caught up in I think all all the commercial stuff we do can be taxing sometimes if we're doing in great volumes or you know if the job is really challenging and Hmm. these these hobbies or these other passionate interests have also become part of your art form which I think for me also the terrariums and stuff has initially started as a hobby but it's become more of an art form and you know, I don't just sell it to anybody and I'm concerned about how the art lives in someone's home post that. So, Mm. I I think it really builds on you and it it creates some values that as you were saying, it also brings it back into the work you're doing in a different level.
1: So, uh, you could say that these hobbies are the, I mean, they're basically the base for skill set development As well as they work therapeutically so when we're talking about uh, therapeutic art I I know Deep uh, Deep, you work a lot on movement therapy and you know and expressing intentions onto uh, or your emotions onto you know a canvas if you can just you know give us that sense of insight into how does you know therapy work here
2: Uh, I would say uh on a grassroots level uh, if we were to look at this if we want to simplify everything uh, life is simple uh, i me and you were discussing this the other day you know yes. we put on masks and we take on uh, uh, you know it's like photoshop it's layer after layer after layer as we keep growing or mm. conditioning from this so called society uh, yeah. that kind of uh, pushes us to build an identity that needs to uh, also resonate with the crowd. We need that uh, constant, uh, how do I put this, we need that constant assurance from everybody Hmm. and uh, validation. And that is, validation that's the word, thank you. So we need validation from people all the time after a point because uh, we complicate our lives a little too much, little more than it possibly should be but on mm. a grassroots level everything is just energy mm. okay and uh, and that has been scientifically proven obviously uh, uh, in the recent uh, uh, scientific uh, development oh, yes. uh, whereas earlier on uh, anything that was uh, that we couldn't comprehend was superstitious mm. but science yes. as, it, as, it, as it has started defining uh, life you know we we have come to realize that uh, it's it's in the simplicity. Mm. Uh, so so when it comes to let's say uh, uh, dancing uh, mm. or uh, I do a little bit of waveboarding, uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it's like a skateboard, but then it has yeah. two wheels on it. So it, it, it's like a balance that I need to create. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So when I do waveboarding, I realize that uh, the uh, energy in me is constantly shifting. Yeah. You know, uh, when I am actually uh, tired or when I am down, depressed, uh, I think my energy is stagnant. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. The difference between the two is, uh, when it comes to uh, uh, getting creative, I think uh, movement plays a really important role (laughs) in uh,
0: stirring up the energy. So, Deep, uh, what you were just saying you know, uh, basically movement, I must... uh, Strong subscriber to this point. It's like this is like my religion. Like the whole, if your body is meant to do other things apart from sitting fucking sitting working in front of a computer, right? And the more yeah. you exercise, yeah. what your body was like a fish, no? Fish, if you, if you put it in a small bowl, it gets sick, right? But you put it in an open river or something, the bugger grows.
4: Yeah, so it's more exactly.
0: Of what your the opportunities right. that you are given. What you have, what you can do with yourself, you know, how physical you can be, how much you can move. Now in fact, this whole MMA thing and stuff was exploration for me as well, you know. I've oh, wow. been a color fighter before that, then at MMA, and then I was in athletics before that. So this, and now I'm, you know, a 35-year-old 35, 35 guy who doesn't have all those opportunities. So I run around the building and do exercise. But this thing of having <laughs> to, move, to move, right, Deep, you're saying. Movement mm. is like I think even Navya subscribes to this. Movement is something that like like releases the endorphins in our head and are able to take us to that place where the, the work becomes enjoyable, right?
4: Yeah, We're able yeah. to create that opportunity
0: Ooh. for ourselves through through this physicality. So it explains why you know sex makes us happy. Movement. New brother. <laughs> and, and off in very very simple science that has proven many years ago. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. We are a walking, talking
2: dynamo. Okay. Yeah. And I think the more we nurture and stir ourselves up, uh, that's when that's when we get into the flow yeah. state.
0: Yeah. As, as a- and the more we nurture it, Nobel Prize, man.
2: So,
1: as you guys were talking about doing different things right? I'm sure when you guys grew hmm. up, you guys also heard people say Jack of all trades.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Has it oh ever offended you Thank or enough, yeah.
2: <laughs> has uh, it my ever dad... offended you?
1: <laughs> yes, my dad,
2: he always says don't be jack of all trades, be the master of one and all I agree with master. him on one level. But I uh, I counter that on another level because uh, at this day and age uh, exploration is we are riding a wave of uh, you know technology we don't mm. even know what the technology is doing for us before it has moved ahead ten steps like okay. we are on we are exploring uh, 2.0 while a software has gone to seven point four you know mm. uh, and and. There is there is a cause and effect to everything, you know. I, I think uh, being ex- you know somebody who explores uh, this era uh, hmm. is is going to is going to be able to understand life more wholesomely. Whereas probably back in the day it was uh, it was different, you know. Time changes hmm. and we have to change with time. Yes. Uh, so I think. I think my uh, yesteryears, where I I pretty much tried doing everything under the sun, uh, yeah. has helped me understand tattooing a little better today. Because tattooing encompasses everything about everything, you know. Well, people coming from so many walks of life, uh, everybody has a story of their own. Uh, tattooing is nothing short of filmmaking, I think, you know.
4: Yeah,
2: wherein. We have to know. We have. It has. It is an all-encompassing uh, uh, art form uh, in a lot of ways, and and it's demanding uh, mm. compared to a lot of other mediums. It's very, very demanding. Uh, mm. It always, uh, you know, has something. Yes, I would say every medium has something new to offer. But tattooing is so demanding that it kind of pushes me every time I do a project it pushes me to think differently uh, and uh, I haven't uh, I, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm awesome at doing different things mm. but uh, doing different things have made me realize that uh, uh, you know it's essential uh, to address uh, everything on a grassroots level uh, mm. and then you master it you master one out of that and I totally yeah. agree with that when it comes to mastering something, you know. Once we mm. master something, once we get into the depth of uh, any uh, anything is when we start understanding ourselves a little better. Mm. How right. we function, our mechanism uh, is something that we are, are able to address a little better. Uh, and once we do that, again, it, it's like dive back into doing other things. So, it, it's always a back and forth. Yeah. What do you have to say, Sean?
0: Right, man. I, I agree with you. Like, uh, it's how do you how do I put it? Like, uh, back in the day, in, in at least in graphic design, also there were people who were doing like one guy would scan the image, one guy would take the photograph, one guy would uh, you know post it, and eventually the art director will place the text, the typographer will, the typographer will place the text, the art guy will put it into a frame, and they'll and, and the artwork is kind of made, you know, in advertising or design. And, yeah. and now there's one person doing everything. So essentially we all be like a jack of all trades depending on what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, but when they say don't be a jack of all trades, you know, be the master one or don't chase many rabbits, I feel like if I don't chase those many rabbits, I'm not going to realize what I'm going to be a master of. Amen. Well, I think it's like <laughs> exploration, right? And how do you True. how do you find find that rabbit that you want to keep chasing, you know? Yeah. And I think you have, to, and that's why the hobby is now, yeah. It's just just to uh, keep diverting and finding. Tomorrow it might be me sitting and you know working on a old one of my old motorcycles and feel that maybe I need to start a, a motorcycle business where I create the engine myself. I, I mm. think that need could be there. Mm. Or maybe I want to start a, a cafe that you know there's a motorcycle cafe. Uh, Hmm. It could be something else. So, maybe this whole walk in the forest to pick up stuff for terrariums is actually a bigger calling of something else to be a wildlife conservator or whatever, you know. I don't know. So, I think keeping that, that thing open, that playground open to... To discover, and it's mm. again the same thing. We need to push to our kids where the mindset, uh, the whole uh, mindset, is shifted, right? From our parent generation of saying, "Don't be the jack of all trades, be the master of one." Today's mm. day and age, like you know, Deep was putting across, it's, it's it's the internet is going wild, and you know we have to adapt not giving a kid an iPad maybe a danger more than like saying hey no screen time we, we can't draw these decisions you know I think we have to also realize that the, the future is going somewhere and we, we have to all adapt to towards the future and not just have these old world uh, thoughts that I can just be comfortable doing one thing oh yes but it's all about finding your own voice your own unique voice right which is why you have to chase many rabbits to discover yeah. what is it that is truly you and you can be appreciative of and yeah, I'll call your own. True. Yeah, I think adapt, uh,
2: adapt is the first step uh, and as a race, I think that's one thing that we have done brilliantly to come this far. Yep. Uh, to become the most intelligent uh, animal on the planet uh, as humans have found a way to adapt uh, in every goddamn situation possible. So yeah, I watched no. this movie called uh, uh, Undisputed, Undisputed Three, to be pres- precise.
0: And more oh, yes. MMA. Of
2: all the things, <laughs> yeah, MMA. Thank you. Uh, and of all the things that I loved in the movie, there was this one statement uh, made, which said, uh, "Adapt, improvise, overcome." Oh, yes, okay. And that is what we are all doing as a, as a human race. that is what we are all that's doing. evolution, and man. we are doing yeah. it so that well, argument. absolutely. that's one word for that would be evolution. And we've evolved to so well that uh, you know we've we've uh, we've overgrown our own uh, Capabilities yeah. I, I would say. yeah, I think I think we we are always constantly defying boundaries. Hmm. uh thanks to this thanks to this uh, adapting capability that we have here.
4: yeah
2: albert einstein uh, is 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 my man <laughs> i have a picture <laughs> of him on, on on me uh and i think uh he is the gap uh, uh you know the bridging gap for me uh to uh, when it comes to spirituality mm-hmm. and time you know mm-hmm. my yeah. dad always keeps giving examples of sadhus uh, and Sanyasis uh, in our culture who mm-hmm. have had the uh, power to teleport uh, or uh, who had the power to uh, do extreme things
0: yeah transcend uh, the spiritual plane
2: <laughs> exactly transcendent thank you that's a beautiful word.
0: Uh, I
2: think uh, he was one person who uh, put a definition uh, to uh, to the whole spiritual realm, uh, and uh, by by coming up with this equation of E is equal to MC squared And mm. you know what? Uh, before before that, uh, you know, if you if you told me uh, that oh, you know, you can you can teleport or you can uh, uh, you know get out of your body and and do all these things. I would yeah. be like, okay, that's a nice story. That's a very <laughs> nice story. But yeah, then, like then Einstein came and yeah, put in, put this equation together. It automatically uh, he he gave a legit value uh, in mathematical terms hmm. to what was already being done uh, for people to believe. You know, like, uh, yeah, science that's is what all the about theory of uh, relativity. yeah,
4: yeah, right
2: creative realm wherein uh, you know mass and energy uh, are again uh, related energy can turn into mass mass can turn into energy and yeah. uh, on, on so many levels uh, uh, simplicity I would say is the key uh, to to life I think uh, anything that is profound is is simple yeah hmm. Uh, And I think, uh, I said this earlier again, we are constantly putting on masks uh, to fit into this world. But uh, through art, I think I found that freedom where I didn't have to look for validation anymore outwardly. Uh, And as I explore art furthermore, I think uh, this this inward journey of uh, understanding how I function, how my body functions is a huge uh, revelation to how I treat my art. The outcome of the art that I create is a combination of the way I my body functions. Uh, mm. I'm doing a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, research on how See, that's why I love internet, you know, because factual information is uh, right there at this point in time, and at my fingertips. Uh, Mm -hmm. All I need to do is use this factual information out there uh, to figure out how it works for me. Uh, A lot about uh, the human body and uh, nature, uh, things that I couldn't uh, get access to earlier or probably would have to buy... Uh, you know, expensive books to understand yeah. is right at my fingertips for free right now.
0: And that's so nice. I'm
2: exploring yeah. exactly. Uh, so uh, I, one thing I realized about how my eyes function is that uh, you know they are taking in information as is, but my hmm. brain, uh, the brain is actually taking that information, twisting it in ways that has worked for me before yeah hmm. and and whatever has worked for me before uh, is going to work for me again so my brain is playing it safe so so uh, my ultimate point of uh, bring, uh, bringing up this topic was uh, me exploring <clears throat> the world outside is my perception of the world okay Whereas Mm. the world outside is very different from the perception that I have of it. True. Okay, so simplifying my process simply helps me understand what, understand what reality is a little better because otherwise, it's just my perception of the reality. Mm. So it, it all boils down to how simple I can keep my process Uh, uh, let me explain that with tattooing wherein uh, if I do if I'm doing a setup okay there was Mm. a time wherein uh, my teacher taught me uh, you have to put this 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 on your setup for for your tattooing process to start that's a preliminary Uh, from that preliminary as I kept exploring 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 I, I complicated the process I put layers and layers and layers and layers and then mm. after after the after these many years, uh, I have come to realize that I have taken a full circle and come back to that simplicity where my teacher would the teacher had told me that this is your preliminary. Mm. The only difference is I took this full circle, and as I came back to the starting point, I realized that I had leveled up at doing the same thing. I just yeah. understand it better. Mm. The process is still simple that's true and I think it all lies in the simplicity and that's become my latest endeavor how to simplify any process that I take on right The, the, the outcome rather has to be simple the process is complicated the outcome has to be simple. It has to be. Uh, uh, it has to be resonating with anything that. Yeah, the message. That, the message
0: of communication. Yes, of eventually. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Mm. Yeah. So most often, where it comes to this whole disruptive thought, you know, how do you create a disruptive idea? It's also not about being complicated. It's about uh, being saying, saying, I'm standing already standing outside the box, but I'm thinking mm. inwards this time. You know, mm. I'm not thinking further outwards. I'm thinking most. I simplify an already complicated, beautiful piece of design that the world hmm. can see as something fresh, but the, the communication outcome of it is eventually so simple that it resonates so well. And you've created something that is disruptively beautiful, but that communication is just so simple, which is why it works and the idea is appreciated. In terms of graphic design, at least. Uh, hmm. And I think this similar yeah. thing can apply to art, right? Where we, uh, Yeah, to art we in general. Yeah, where there's so much in today's world where, you know, you could be... Uh, there's a billion people on social media putting out their work everybody is like uh, you've got their portfolios online you feel really small sometimes in this world looking at like some 17 year old kid in Japan doing shit way cooler than you But then it's all that perspective that you know. uh, How how do you stand out and create your own voice? And it's it's by like the earlier episode was talking about disruptive, right? How do you become disruptive? Is how do you uh, you know still still think simple, but 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 it's completely brand new in a way because all ideas Mm -hmm. are done today. And how do you recycle ideas? How do you you know uh, simplify the more? complicated beautiful ideas sometimes is a solution to that oh how do you create something um, so fresh because of your chasing of many rabbits
1: mm. that's true I think that also transcends into how you take art into you know uh, life in terms of simplifying things even in life it's, it's yeah. basically it's a life skill
0: exactly how can you take the calculations sure. out of your life see
2: <laughs> when I'm in the present uh, when I'm doing a tattoo, it forces me to be in the present because I can't fuck it up. I can't yeah. make a mistake. Yeah. Right? Okay. And uh, every time my mind gets distracted, saying that uh, uh, the mind is a is a big player. Okay, it's always trying to uh, you know fool us uh, mm. and and distract us mm. but then, yeah. from being in the present. So if I could put my mind to the side and be in the moment, then what's happening is I automatically am addressing every single second when I'm tattooing. And because I'm addressing every single second, I get into a state of meditation.
1: Oh yes so when I get
2: into the state of meditation, that is the flow state that I am addressing every time. Mm. And and Suddenly, suddenly, like Einstein said, time is an illusion. I didn't understand that for the longest time until until I real realized that when I am in this flow state, addressing every moment uh, is when time becomes an illusion. Why? Mm-hmm. Because I become time.
0: Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, interesting. <laughs> yes, I,
2: like okay. I like that. I become I like time that. and 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 the moment that happens the switch happens because yeah. I have access to a collective consciousness that is that is you know infinite and it's ready for me the, the I, I again become a channel I mm. become one with the one and once I become one with the one it's not about me anymore it's about yeah. everything mm. I become a part of everything and then again, obviously, I come back to my, my myself and say, oh wow, I created this. Oh wow, I'm so awesome. Oh wow, this is such a Facebook or Instagram moment. I'm great. Uh, I should publicize this. I should do this. I should do that. That is my ego talking.
4: Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: That's when I'm backtracking because I'm not in the moment anymore. I'm just backtracking thinking this is what I did.
1: Oh, yes. Or at yeah. some
2: point in time, this is what I'm going to do. So hmm. most of the time, I am either in my past or in the future, but but art is one thing or tattooing for me is one thing that brings me back into this moment where I am not myself anymore. Hmm. I am one with the one. And that I think is the method act that I like to imbibe in my process. Wow. Uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you for coming.
4: Deep, very deep, huh? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>